What's up, West Coast Cam? 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 Dude? Yup, Cam's not there. Well, that doesn't mean that the show cannot go on, as it is the weekend of Labor Day, and it's Big Go Weekend, as I am recording here on Wednesday afternoon. The week of the big go, Cam is not present because he is juggling and packing because he will be in attendance this weekend wheeling a top fuel car for the leverage group filling in driver sub sub in, if you will, driver this weekend at the big go, the U.S. Nationals at Lucas Oil Raceway, but nonetheless, I am still here as probably by the time most of you download or listen to this, you will have seen on social media, I'm not going to be at Indy this weekend racing after we had a huge push to get ready for it because I wrecked a race car. And that is never a good thing. It's not like NASCAR where we got a backup car sitting over here to go. Um pretty demoralizing and actually that's what i'm just going to talk a little bit about tonight we're going to have uh just a short segment show if you will because it is the big go and i've had to uh well let's back up let's back up first and foremost hope everybody is doing well thank you very much for all the comments the likes the reviews the shares uh the hate mail Please continue to do that, folks. Hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. Uh, like, share our post, tell 10 of your friends. Uh, take the URL, the copy, send, you know, sh- text it. Send our link for the podcast. Uh, send them to your friends. The more, the merrier. We greatly appreciate it. We're working on things behind the scenes, as everybody is, to improve the show, bring more content and we can always use more people downloading and listening to the show so we greatly appreciate that we also appreciate everybody that's using the discount codes r-i-r-c at no as you know we have many companies that the discount codes work for you have cbd md k&n filters manscape.com you can use those codes to save money and you can call people up like LB trailers. And from time to time, you can throw it out there at the motion Raceworks guys and let them know that you heard their name on our podcast as well. Doug cook and his big time crew over there doing great things in the automotive high performance world. So that being said, What I want to talk about, I want to talk about when things go wrong, right? We, this show, we talk a lot about, uh, sponsors and marketing partners and getting them in the highs, right? The highs, the branding, the crew uniforms, the hero cards, the social media posts, all the things that are awesome that everybody wants to talk about and everybody wants to be involved with today. I want to talk just a little bit about the things when things go bad, the things that you have to go through when they go bad. Nobody likes to make those phone calls, right? Or 
get that initial text message out while you're still at the racetrack trying to load or whatever it is that you've wrecked into your trailer so that you can go home, lick your wounds, and figure out how you're going to get it all put back together again. And that is something that now I've had to do twice. Uh, most people know I had a uh, the Monte Carlo Top Sportsman car when I first started back into Top Sportsman racing. Uh, stuffed it in a wall. And uh, so I had to go through the process of, of talking to people uh, the sponsors and the partners and working out to get through that process. It's never an easy thing that anybody wants to do. And now here it is. I've done it twice. Right. And the worst part about the wrecks, especially, you know, a wreck is the worst part about anything, right. Is the wreck. However, after you realize, okay, I'm okay. All's well. I'm safe. Now the worst part becomes, communicating and figuring out how you're going to continue the relationship with your sponsors and your partners and how how you're going to communicate it in social media right there's going to be questions you got to get it out you've still got to have content and it is horrible uh i am only uh, 24 hours removed from this recording of pulling back in our driveway here with a wrecked race car and uh it's sitting behind me. It's in pieces. It needs a lot of attention. And, but nonetheless, it, you still got to be able to communicate and try to make things positive, right? And so that's what we're going to do. We've got to get back a hold of the glass half full, not half empty, and move forward and get things repaired, get it all put back together, and let's get ready to try to get back to the racetrack as quickly as possible as as reasonably possible right that's the other thing that goes along with it you can't rush back because then sometimes you rush back and it makes makes things worse so yes for us it, it's a uh, a dreary day uh actually the clouds outside that i'm looking at uh from here inside my shop actually kind of uh match my emotional state right gray kind of eh so uh that's kind of how i feel actually so let's talk about when things go bad just a couple quick tidbits right a lot of people if you've noticed on social media when when somebody has an accident there's always somebody that's really quick to to jump the gun and throw their photos up or throw a video up without any concern of the driver, family members, their partners. And so that being said, it's a two part of what not to do, right? One, don't be that person if you're with someone or at a facility and there's an accident and you throw it out there real quick or throw a video or throw a picture. Be respectful from that standpoint. Um, if you're the racer, Make sure that people around you, depending upon what you're doing, right? You know, we were in a closed test, uh, and it was it was nice that everybody that was there, we knew, and I didn't have to worry about it, right? Because they understand, they respect that, and that's a that's a big deal, you know. Now, does that mean that whispers are going to happen, or you know, hey man, did you hear? Well, yeah, that's always going to happen, uh, but you don't want it mass media. You don't want your 
partners uh, or family members finding out that you're wadded up a race car uh, through social media, right? That's just like, that's just not cool. So keep that in mind. First and foremost, because it's a digital age, everybody wants the information right now and just control it. Now, what happens next? So the second thing is, is that you've got to communicate with your partners. You have to let them know immediately, hey, look, we've had an accident or I hung the rods out. Uh, You know, I, I mean... It's just rough, right? And, but you got to do that. You got to let them know. We want and the other part about it is is that we got to ride the highs and the lows. This is a business. It's you know, they're a business. They're an organization, they're companies. And so they've got to ride highs and lows in business. So why should you be any different? Don't just communicate the highs. You've got to communicate the lows. Um, and I'm telling you. I hated making those phone calls or sending those text messages to let them know, hey, we have had an accident. We are not going to be at the U.S. Nationals. We are not sure yet what the plan is. We've got to make the plan, get the car assessed, and you go through those steps. It's a, it's a company. It's a business. You're doing it that way. So Make sure, first and foremost, control your social media. Don't make sure that the narrative is the way you want it to come out uh, and when you want it to come out and make the announcement. Make sure that you control that and make sure that you communicate with your partners. They have financial investment in you. They care about you. They've invested money and effort. You're part of their brand. And so you've got to have a narrative to come back off of it. And that's what we're working on right now. You probably saw my social media post Wednesday evening uh, to let everybody know we won't be in Indy and just a little backstory of it and just a little snippet. It doesn't need to be a long, drawn-out, you know, press conference, but you, you, need to, you need to be genuine about the fact that it does suck. And, you know, you're gonna, things like that are going to happen. And ownership of it and, and quickly getting your chin up off the ground, right? Get your chin up and, and try, to, try to put the puzzle back together, right? We got to build Humpty Dumpty back together again. So uh, do that. That's, that's number two. Number three, do it. Make a plan. Get your act together. Get it back together. Do it and do it professionally. Don't uh, half tail it. Make sure that when you come back, that it is exactly what your partners have invested in. You don't want a piecemeal because remember, you're an extension of their brand and their products. Make sure you look just like you were supposed to before you wrecked it or you had an accident or you blew it up, whatever the case is. Make sure you you do that. Follow through. Now, that brings me to the next step. What are we going to do in between, right? In between, we've, we've talked to our sponsors and now we've got to assess and put it back together. But what are we doing in between? We still have to do things to bring value for them. So uh, 
I'm not going to go off on a tangent of that, of what you should be doing or thinking about just yet. I want to wait and save that. Cam and I, I'm sure, will we'll revisit that here in a couple weeks. But uh, just like I said, a short show for the night. I, I hate it. I can't talk about it too long because I get kind of emotional about it because we've worked really hard. And I'm sure all of you out there that have race cars or programs – and you work hard. And when, when you know that you're putting the time and effort in and it doesn't come out right or you don't get the results, man, it's tough. You keep pushing, right? It's like you've got your forehead down and you're pushing. You're working hard. And it just uh, takes time. You got you know, you to bounce back and uh, get to it. Make sure you've got good people around you. Uh, and this is going to be a shameless plug right here but if you're in motorsports and you're racing and you've got a lot of money invested in your ride you need to call the reese motorsports insurance uh, that's a free plug for them we are insured i'm grateful that we're insured but it does not matter uh, we spend too much money to not have it insured and i'm sitting here looking at it right now and it's rough but i know that when it comes back together we're going to be right and we're gonna look. We're gonna look, and we're gonna get back on the racetrack, just like we're supposed to. So, uh, that being said, again, thank you for everyone that's tuned in. Uh, all the likes, shares. Please tell your friends. Spread the word. If you've got questions specifically in the marketing world, or sponsorships, or research, or whatever the case may be, in your own personal journey, right? I promise you this. If you are thinking about, man, how do I do this? What would be the best way? I promise you in motorsports, there's 30,000 other people, 50,000 other people that are thinking the same thing at, at some point. So if you've got a question, send it to hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. We'll start putting them together and we'll, we'll start talking about it. We'll start having the segments. We're getting close to the winter time. We're all going to be boarded up in our shops and we're going to be working on our pieces together so uh that being said thanks again to manscape this week's manscape moment guess we're gonna have to give it up to justin ashley because he's got manscape.com on his top fuel dragster this weekend at indy at the big go so uh justin ashley in the manscape.com gonna give him the manscape moment of the week how about that it wasn't kyle larson this week so Remember, CBDMDRIRC, KN Filters, LB Trailer Sales. Give the guys down there, Lance and his crew, make sure to say, say RIRC to them. And folks, we will be back next week. Better than ever. And I'll probably have a better personality and attitude next week, right? And if you've got your own horror story uh, of wrecking, by all means, send it to us on Facebook, social media, Instagram. Tag us up, Racers and Rental Cars, and we will share it away. We can all reminisce and get through it together. But nonetheless, it's Labor Day weekend. Throw it on the grill. Have a cold beverage. Sit back. Watch Cam try to... Get it done at the Big Go. I will be up there on Friday for the Jegs All-Stars. So uh, watch my social media. I'll be pulling for the boss. Nonetheless, guys, thanks a lot. Take care. We'll see ya. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors.
Sim Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hi, Lieutenant Don. How are you doing on this wonderful not after midnight recording session Monday night? Uh, so far so good for a Monday. I'm doing a little better than my little guy is. I can hear him screaming through the, wall, through the walls. So I'm not 100% sure what's going on in the house, but. <laughs> well, you know. I'm too happy right now. Maybe he saw, uh, maybe, maybe he's screaming about my performance from this past weekend at the divisional race. It's possible. That's what he's screaming about. That's what I'm screaming about over here. Dude, don't you want to go back to being a kid? Not completely off topic. I stopped at a gas station today, and this mom has two kids. I'm getting diesel fuel, right? She's in a very nice Yukon, you know, a Denali Yukon. Uh, You know, nice-looking suburban family in the middle of, you know, southern Indiana. And these two kids are screaming their freaking heads off like there is no tomorrow, right? And one of them is obviously older than the other one, and he's screaming a little bit clearer. And all he is yelling is, I want a slushy." That's all this kid is saying is, I want a slushy," right? And I'm like two pumps away, and my truck's running, um, radio's on, and I can hear this kid clear as day yelling, I want a slushy." <laughs> well, we go in the store. I'm going in to get my receipt because, of course, you know, $10 an hour pay will not get you out from behind the counter to go put the paper in the freaking gas pump so you don't have to go inside <laughs> to get your receipt. And she comes in behind me, and I looked at her as I'm getting my receipt, making sure I'm walking as I'm saying this. I turn and move, and I was like, hey, I left $2 on the counter. You can get that kid a slushy. <laughs> she smiled. Give me like the biggest F you look ever. <laughs> no, she looked at me and she she goes, I'll get the other one one too. It's <laughs> like, ah, all right, that's cool. That'll work for my day. I'm a little laugh. You know, from becoming like I used to just hate little kids screaming. Like it just despises me. It actually still despises me to this day. But I'll tell you, once you have a child, you kinda start to like feel their pain a lot more. And you're just like, Oh man. That poor mom, like you, or that poor dad, because you, you know, like it's just freaking hell sometimes, you know. But we we set ourselves up for for punishment every time. Okay, well, I want you to remember this story. I my my daughter Logan was about mm, nine years old, and we were in Wally World, and she wanted a bike. Now she's not getting a bike. Okay. But she wanted one. Make me a bicycle, clown. (laughs) Make me, you stupid clown. So she is in the bicycle aisle in the Wally World, and she throws herself down. I don't know where, I don't know what Dora Explorer episode that she watched that this was played out in, Barney or whatever. She throws herself down in the aisle and is screaming and kicking her feet on the ground, right? Now, she's nine years old. I'm still young in my military career. I look at her. I throw myself on the ground right beside her, and I started screaming and kicking. Do you know <laughs> she stopped, looked at me, and got up and walked away? That's awesome. And the, la- the lady looked behind me. She goes, 
I've never seen that approach. I said, if that's all it's got to take, I'll keep doing it until she turns 18. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'm going to have to try that because I was quite the... You're going to use it on Angie? When I was a kid. What's that? Yeah. I'm going (laughs) to use that on Angie. When Jet starts going to town and she's screaming at him, I'm just going to lay down next to him and just go for it too. She'll love it. That's exactly right. She'll love it. Yeah. That is exactly right. But no, no. I, I threw some pretty bad tantrums, so my mom always keeps telling me, you're going to be sorry. We left more restaurants with you. We left more restaurants. So needless to say, I'm going to be in for it. He's getting, to, he's getting to that point to where he like, he like wants shit, and it's not time for that. So he gets a little testy sometimes. Well, my mom says that I got daughters in my life because I was so mean to my three sisters as I was the oldest of six kids. So she said that's why I got – that's why God gave me daughters. So uh, watch out what your mom says because it's something about moms and God. I think they're like all – like got a speed dial or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. My so, mom pretty much does. So. Much. All right. Anyway. So Charlotte Week, you and me, Z-Max this week. Oh yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're going. I, I, I God, I wish I had your life where I, I could forget where I'm going. <laughs> I'm old. I forget where I'm going because I'm old. You, you forget where you're going because you're famous. Dude, I told you I was like Brett Kepner the other day. I, I forget where I'm going when I pull out of my neighborhood. So, I mean, or I forget most of the time if I forget if I wash my hair or not. So, in the shower. So I end up washing it twice. That's where I get so much balance in my hair. But is that what know, it is? Yeah, we just we discussed this one I, or two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and I told you then. I, I'm almost positive I told you then. Y- there's no way you cannot remember whether or not you washed your hair. Your hair is so long it hangs down there in your nose. You should be able to smell it and know whether or not you washed that mop. Just saying. It's a true story. I I tried to get a haircut this weekend, but my guy Mondo he was he was booked up. So your your guy who? Mondo. Seriously, what's the guy's name? <laughs> His name is Armando, but he goes by Mondo. He's like this super cool hipster dude. So he's like he's like uh, he's all into lowriders and stuff. It's like these. Okay, so the cool thing in California these days is to like go to a barber and they give you beer and you just hang out. It's like they're all just a bunch of hipster dudes. That's how it is. So you walk, you roll in, you walk in the back, you open up the fridge, you get a beer, you wait, and then they give you a sick fade. But my sick well, fate is not there. I have a mullet currently, but I'm going to I'm going to North Carolina this weekend, so I figured I might have to gel that bitch up a little bit. That. Okay, so first off, <laughs> do not bring your happy happy California ass to North Carolina with a mullet. Second <laughs> off, you get your hair cut. me. You get your hair cut in a barber shop or a hair salon. Barber shop, dude. It's a it's like a guy's barber. <laughs> They used I used to get my razor. hair cut at the hair salon because I used to go where my mom went when I was little. <clears throat> oh, my God. Unbelievable. You're killing Same. me, Petey. You're killing me, Petey. Same, All right, bro. so let, let, let's talk some racing. Let's talk some motorsports. We're going to Charlotte this week, minus your mullet. <laughs> but 
So, I don't have to actually race this weekend. No top sportsman. I get to be a display car, which means that's I get That's when you to- know you're famous, when you have to go to the races, but you don't even have to freaking race. No, that's and when you... <laughs> no, no, that's when you know that you're doing everything you possibly can to keep your sponsors happy. Uh, that is exactly what I'm doing. Traveling nine hours from the good old southern Indiana to Charlotte, North Carolina. But That's uh, love right there. That's it. I'm looking forward to the first annual, inaugural... NTK Nationals. So I'm looking forward to that. Also got, how about this? Got the little heads up text today. I get to hold the microphone during Top Dragster this weekend. So I get to. You're going to say Top Fuel. I was going to say, then maybe I'll actually get a shout out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it took I got them 20 races to give me a fucking interview. Hey. And now they'll probably, you'll never hear my name ever again. Dude, I promise you I'll mention your name during Top Dragster qualifying. Sweet. I hope you do. <laughs> I I just love the fact that a lot of our listeners even like like messaged us and said, dude, you got an interview. That's that's exactly right. They feel our pain. (laughs) Feel our pain for what we're trying to go through. Hey, man, self-promotion. It's it's a hard life. Hard life being in self-promotion. No. So you didn't race this weekend. I saw you were hanging out, air showing it up. Yeah, man. We went to the air show. My little guy, he loves airplanes and they have the Huntington Beach air show. It was actually pretty cool on the beach. So we walked over to the beach and um, hung out and let him get all sandy and watch the, the airplanes. It was pretty cool, though. So it's actually like super big. Like I've never I mean, yes, I've lived here. They've been doing it for like five years, but I've never actually generally I'm gone when they do it. <clears throat> but the last year, Angie and I were, were at the bay and we're like, oh, shit, there's an air show going on. <laughs> And then this year, um, like Jet loves because we're like in the flight path for Long Beach Airport. So every night, man, he like points up at like six forty-five, and like he loves airplanes. So yeah, he dug it. So he, never I, thought he'd have his earmuffs on at the beach, <laughs> and his name isn't Warren. So uh, well, looking for his baseball anyway. Yeah. So did they had the <laughs> Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds? You they, had, they had a bunch. They had the Blue Angels. They actually had the British uh, Royal something or other, Royal Army. Air, Royal Air Red Force. Or something. Royal Red, Air yeah. Force. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. And then they actually had some, uh, which was kind of cool for Angie. They had some Canadian planes, which was pretty cool. Oh, can't forget the Canucks. Anyway. Right. Moving yeah, on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they have the, was the Red Bull guys there? Uh, yes. And there was one of the Lucas planes there, too. Sweet. All right. Yeah. So that's a, that's Wagner. A, <laughs> Wagner lives in lives in Huntington too, so he was down there running the muck. Did you say hi? I didn't see him, but um, I saw him post some stuff on Facebook that their Lucas plane was there. Dude, those guys are nuts. It literally looks like just devastation is happening in the air, and it's just going to go bad. And then they're like, Yow! and go back up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way about those planes as I do drift cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I liked like the big one, like not like the stunt ones, whatever, but the the fact that like we have all that stuff and like don't mess with us, yeah. like as in U.S. Dude, um, our Blue Angels yeah. and Thunderbirds are badass. Yeah, I mean, Stay. it's just bad, and they all ass, and just they are like a million feet in the air like before you can even blink an eye, it's pretty cool. Ain't but other than that, like it's whatever. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you and the fam enjoyed the the air show. Yeah. All right. Well, 
my racing. So week- how did your, how did yeah. your weekend go? Yeah, let's quit trying to skip over it. I was, get, I was, I was getting ready to go straight into what else I wanted to talk about, which did not include my race weekend. So, I, I guess in a way, historically speaking, the quickest top sportsman field in NHRA history took place this past weekend at Worldwide Technology Raceway as 50 top sportsman cars showed up for a 32-car field and left with a bump spot of 6.653 seconds. So, uh, my little engine that could from Patterson Elite ran out of steam Friday night during Q2. And uh, we're going to be going to look for some more steam so that, that we can uh, pick up the pace for 2020. But nonetheless, uh, the Magnuson folks are happy. NGK folks are happy. Everybody's happy except for my little engine that could, uh, who could not no more. Uh, so we're going to have to rewrite that chapter in 2020. It was we'll ugly, it this way. dude. If you put, I'm just saying if you put me in it, you probably would have qualified. How much do you weigh again? 135. Okay, dude. I don't know where you did math at, but 50 pounds is not a freaking tent. Okay? <laughs> I don't, hey, I, I don't know. Is that like West Coast math? What kind of nonsense are you trying to talk to me about? It's probably. Is there, there, there ain't no math up in here. <laughs> yeah. You, are you working on that new Common Core math that they've been trying to teach kids? <laughs> Consumers math is what they call that. Is that what they call it? Consumers math? They teach you how to balance a checkbook, even though nobody knows what a checkbook is anymore. Yeah, nobody has a <laughs> nobody has a checkbook anymore. As long as they can read it on their app, they know exactly how much money they have in their bank account. Yeah, there's usually this little <laughs> line in front of mine. It's <laughs> my balance. Not yeah. quite sure I can understand what that is, but if you know how to get rid of that little that little dash, let me know. We'll let you know exactly. Yeah, no, it was a horrendous weekend for me. I, although glass half full. My wife had a good weekend. She was walking. She was talking. Drove the golf cart three times. And that is nothing more than smile on my face. So uh, we're going to head off to Charlotte and uh, shake hands, kiss babies, pass out candy, uh, and do all things self-promotion because, hey, that's part of this deal. And uh, look forward to the PRI show off in the near future. Oh, my God. God, I can't even know it. Believe you're talking about the PRI show, dude. Do you get my cardboard cutout? I'm gonna ask you every week between now and PRI. If you okay. got my cardboard cutout. All right. Huh? So look, I, honestly, no lie. Die and I started going through photos. Where tr- <laughs> I need, I I've got one. I'm gonna try to get Rick Belden to do it this weekend while we're in Charlotte. We probably need to do that. Uh, I'll get Rick and we'll come over and we'll take. We'll get two full length photos because my my rap guy, my print guy, my graphics guy says doing cardboard stand up. Not a problem. He can handle it. Do you need like me just holding a sign, like a help wanted sign? Right, <laughs> sponsor needed. Yeah, sponsor this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could have that. Like, we I could just carry it around during PRI. I mean, it'll be awesome, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you would like to sponsor Cam or Don. Hit us up at hatemail at racersandrentalcars.com. And now, back to the show. All right. So, hey, who are, who are we going to, who are we going to talk to this week? The hardest person to get on the line in drag racing. You finally got Tom on the line? (laughs) (laughs) No. This person is even harder than Erica Enders. Erica was really easy compared to this one. 
Well, I mean, and I had to go through this one in order to get Erica. So what does that tell you? <laughs> somebody, somebody was screening our calls. I think. Yep. Erica always answers my calls, though. Well, you know, I mean, you are Cameron Frey. I mean, you know, Just play, saying. played in Jack Frost. I mean, who yeah, would take you your know, phone call? I'll ride that till the cows come home, if that's what it takes. Hey, you know what you call a cow with no legs? What's that? Ground beef. <laughs> it was on a bazooka bubblegum wrapper today that I saw. It reminded me as a kid joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude, it's, you wait till you get older. It's going to be simple things in your life that's going to make you. Dude, that's a good dad joke. I like yeah, that. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. You know what, a, you, know what you call a dog that doesn't have any legs? The what? You know, you know what you tell a dog to come that doesn't have any legs? What? You can't come. He ain't got no legs. Dumbass. Pay attention. <laughs> You're terrible, man. Horrible jokes. Horrible jokes. Horrible. But hey, one more thing. Who are we having on the show? Um, I told you. The hardest person to get a hold of in drag racing because she's busy making everybody famous. So well, we wanted to get to the nitty gritty on, on how to get famous. So we figured we would summon her well, to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Well, We're finally have enough downloads that she'll actually come on the show. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what the deal is. I'll dial her ass up then. Eight. All right. None other than uh, the world famous Courtney Anders. Yes, that's Courtney Anders, not Erica. Courtney. Wait, wait which one's that? The famous sister. Which which one? Courtney. Well, uh, why? Wait a minute. Hold on. What kind of intro was that? Yeah, Erica has a sister that's a lot more famous than Erica. Oh really? Yeah, infamous maybe, but notorious. Notorious. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Known from sea to shining sea. Yep. From Twit, from Twitter world to YouTube to Snapchat to to the gram to the book. There you go. Now, uh, uh, Courtney and I are, have been really good friends since we were hell. 14 or something like that in the junior dragster days must not have been um, too good of friends it took us this long to get her on well yeah exactly <laughs> see what happens it's like the shoemaker's kid goes shoeless i've been asking her to come on the damn podcast for you know how many is episode 47 no, no kidding like, it, again <laughs> it took erica like episode 19 and here we are at episode 47 her damn sister hasn't even gotten on the show yet so so what i'm thinking happened was is so you know you you, you preface it you said you had to go through courtney to get to erica courtney listening to erica erica's interview and went there's no way i'm getting on this damn show it won't last another week i'm not that <laughs> here here we are week 47 episode 47 she's like really you guys are still in the air what <laughs> no one's pulled the plug on you guys yeah, we got to no rest. Recit- How do they say that? Do not recitate. Do not recitate. DNR. Yeah, we got. There's definitely a DNR on our show. <laughs> it's totally. It's only a matter of time. Somebody's gonna wake up in the production office and go, "Why do we still have these clowns on the air?" Well, shit. You're the technologically advanced one. Call her up. Hello. What? What is? Are you in a box? What? You sound like I'm calling Texas. Where are you at? 
I'm in Texas. That's exactly where you're calling. And you know what? I have something for you. What do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. <laughs> That's a Greg Ender's joke. To the I finest. like it. Uh, and le- Greg, I can totally said, see your dad saying that. You said lean beef. Lean beef. <laughs> oh my god! That was always good for a, a good dad joke. I need to call him up and get a couple couple. Oh, he's he's good. <laughs> How are y'all? What's up? Just living the dream. Same, same. Yeah, well, it's it's an honor to have you on the show, finally. Again, it took 47 episodes to make this happen. So. Well, you know, good things come to those who wait. That's right. <laughs> Heard that. I have to make Erica's like my tester. Like, the queen has somebody <laughs> test their food, make sure they're go. not getting poisoned. That's Erica. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't... I don't know about all that. That's She's the stunt sister. <laughs> the stunt sister. <laughs> she is. She's who the public sees. I just, I'm the little working mouse wheel behind it. <laughs> it makes it all famous. Mm-hmm. Pu- puppet master behind the curtain. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, but that's why we wanted to have you on the show because we want, you know, this podcast is about trying to make each other famous or something like that. Some world of racing or self-promotion, business marketing, <laughs> things like that. And lo yeah. and behold, that's what you do. So, it is. Yeah. So for those of you who <laughs> I'm over here trying to bite my microphone off. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, my God. All right, Courtney. For most people, because we do have a diverse audience, believe it or not, we don't have just drag racers. So... For our Australian family that's down under who's getting ready for World Time Attack Challenge, shout out to those guys. Uh, Give us the background, your background, experience-wise, education-wise, and what you're currently doing. Well, as most things, I didn't really end up where I intended on ending up with this. My sister and I, as Cameron said, grew up running juniors together, Um, kind of always followed her lead. She was a little older, so... Um, she had a real passion for it, and I just really thought it would be cool. And they had guys like Cameron out on the West Coast that I could go hang out with on the weekends. So kind of followed in that deal. And long story short, I ran um, stock, super stock, did a little top dragster back in the days when you could actually qualify because it wasn't what it is today. Yeah. Um, super comp and all that. And um, thought maybe I wanted to be a race car driver and kind of accidentally found a niche with helping my sister when social media first came out because, you know, we'd be old and stuff like that. When we first started, we didn't have all that. Um, and it was it was a place for me to just kind of learn and help her career was growing and, and just a way to find a new way to get her out there and just kind of accidentally fell into that niche. Um, started working with Rob Geiger, who was our PR person from the time we uh, signed up with Pennzoil, had a little... Disney movie, Cameron, you're not the only movie star up in here today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Don's a minority this episode. There you go. Hey, 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 I was in a movie once. It was a home movie, but I was in it. <laughs> I, I want to know nothing about it. I don't think the Screen okay. Actors Guild covers that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, no, no. Um, but anyway, so kind of had that that boost in both of our careers and um, I went off to college and it was pretty committed to playing volleyball through that and figured I could come race whenever. And lo and behold, that kind of never happened again. And I have been working with my sister full time since early 2014. Some may say I'm the reason for the back-to-back championships. Just saying. There you go. 
uh, 14 and 15. Uh, took a little break at 16 for about a half a season, tried to have a normal life and just realized that I'm not cut out for that much like you two as well. And um, instead of going back and working for my sister's team, I decided to start a little business, thought maybe I'd have my sister and Drew Skillman and Cameron <laughs> on board and and do a little bit of picture taken and social media. And it, it just erupted into this this full-blown media company that I've now partnered with Wes Buck on and um, have a ton of clients, whether it comes to doing a ton of clients that actually pay now. So Yeah, I catch Cameron <laughs> on the flip side when I'm running by. Yeah. <laughs> that freebie. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes I back you up, and then they announce you when That's I back right. you up. Exactly. I was going to say that earlier when I was listening, yeah. That's right. I yeah. got you. <laughs> See? She does what but, she uh, can to get her, to get her clients on the, on the telly. I do. I'll get nitro all in my face for you, boo. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I'm doing now. And my sister is now one of my many clients. And um, I do anything from just straight up content gathering for sponsors out there to full-blown PR coverage for teams. Is it funny? Do you ever throw that in your sister's face? Erica, you work for me. Yes. And you know me well enough to where she'll say, well, where, where have you been all day? Because, you know, <laughs> I'm not in her lounge hanging out with her. And so I had to go to other clients. Well, why? Well, they pay me. And you're my sister. So <laughs> she kind of falls to the bottom of it. And she's been, it's been an adjustment to say the least. <laughs> nice. The family and friends program. Yeah, she's a little bit needy. <laughs> right. Oh, we heard it here first, folks. Hashtag she's needy. She is. N double E D Y. I find that hard to believe. That's not, that's not the first time that that's ever been said. It really is. I just was pretty proud of myself for coming up with that on the fly. I hope to see that on the side of the car in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Needy. <laughs> Watch the hashtags on the EE posts. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get started here. So we're gonna dive off in to a couple different topics obviously you're in the pr world so this is all about education so you're talking to people who are trying to further themselves or improve themselves when it comes to pr what let's keep it real simple what are two quick do's and two quick don'ts when it comes to pr off the top of my head, and, and let me tell you, some people up in the NHRA media room will cringe when I say the things I'm going to say, but I feel I'm, I'm blessed in a sense where I've caught a transition in not only our sport, but in the world of, of PR. Um, and I would say, first thing that comes to my head, the don'ts is don't follow the trends and don't follow the rules. There has got to be something different. So there's the do. You've got to be something different. There's, there's a million ways to do one thing, right? There's a million ways to showcase one thing. You've got to be outside the box to be noticed. Do when it don't. All like right. That. Okay. Second, let's talk about social me- social media marketing. Once again, same same thing to educate. Two two do's, two don'ts. Jeez, oh, I would say. Again, you're going to have people who do the same exact thing that I do every week, and they will disagree. But I think that's what makes the world go round, and why. What I do is more of a relationship rather than than a job and, and going out there and putting somebody on a billboard. But I would say the do, biggest do is be yourself. I work with so many different people and they have so many different ways of doing this, whereas I completely run their social media for them. We put out these written press releases. You can tell 
that it is a it is somebody or an or an entity representing these people, and that's fine, and that's usually the businessmen of this, and just need it for that. Uh, but if you're on the kind of program like Cam, you're on, you know, building your brand as opposed to something else. I think that you've got to do it yourself. And there's, you can have the people like me that that help you and do this, but it's got to be genuine fans, sponsors, people who watch this. They can tell. I have people that come up to me and say, you know, oh, your post of Erica. I hate that. I don't want them to know that I did it. Those of you that know Erica will, but um, so so that would be a do. Be yourself. Don't don't share it all. There are certain things where where I feel like we get lost in in this trying to be yourself and trying to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and a, and a real person in in your business. But there's there's got to be where you don't even if it's for your own mental health where you don't put it out there and you don't lose yourself and you keep that you keep it separate because it is so easy for those lights to get blurred and just become totally engulfed in it. That was one in one, but they were long winded. Does that count? That works. That works. <laughs> I like that. No, but it's true. Like that just some people post stuff on social media that you're just like, Whoa, bro. Like that, that's a little too much information. Like, uh, yeah. Even, <laughs> even if it's not your, you know, your personal pages, I just feel there's, there's some things that people go to certain places for, and we don't need to fill all of that with it. If you've got a, a brand you're trying to per, per, to build and this persona that you are, I just think that consistency in that is maybe a better word for it. Yeah, you know, start a podcast. It's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, let me get a rubber mallet and hit myself. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, and hold stick on. with it. You know how hard that is, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, I write a monthly column for Drag Illustrated and I struggle monthly, once a month struggle <laughs> if we wrote down this would be funny we since we've started this we should write down all the struggles that we've had in order to make this happen the podcast yeah like last week dude, we had a we had a time like health issue. issues there's dude, a kid involved we time zone issues time we've, zone internet we've um, recorded loss of job <laughs> we've recorded while i've been in the hospital with that, how many time, How many episodes did we record while I was in the hospital with die? We've oh, done see, that. See, that's what makes it real. They don't tune in just for the things y'all talk about. It's y'all. You know, that's y'all are preaching. Y'all are practicing what I'm preaching. Yeah, like we call it. Welcome to your weekly dump, dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I want to go. I want to go back to something that you, that you're talking about as far as the social media marketing of it. To to be yourself and don't share it all. The one thing, and you know, tell me I'm wrong here, but point of view, and I think I think Cam, we've talked about it before. You cannot have everything be the rose garden. Not everything is going to be kumbaya and Girl Scout cookies. And I think when it comes to the persona that you mentioned that people are trying to build as far as being yourself. If if I'm reading about you and there is just nothing but cruise ships, airplanes, blah blah blah, and you're trying to tell me about how hard your life is, eh, I'm gonna sit over here and say uh, next. I mean, yeah. So so where where are you at on that? I'm definitely with you there. I think, um, and, and I don't know how relevant this is. And I said this before we got on here, I hate to make this the Erica show or the Alex show or whatever it may be, but these are the people in my world. So that's just what it's going to be. Um, I, I think that my sister has really struggled in that sense. And there, there is a line and it, 
it zigzags, but there is a line in not sharing too much and, and being positive and having this image that you want to. But like I said, you've got to be yourself and you have to be relatable. We did this one. Um, it was Indy. <laughs> Indy was a great day for Erica till it wasn't, right? supposed to be a great day then it was not a great day everything else from then on went horribly like she tripped up the stairs like the cooler fell like it was this whole thing and we finally get done and we hadn't made a post-race post yet and we get up into the lounge and she made a tito's shout out tito's our team needs a sponsor tito's and limeade which we always make and it just the bottom literally fell out of her cup like the wheels for real fell the f off and she just kind of sat there and put her head in her hands. And I took a picture. I said, this is your post-race post. You need to post this. Like show just I'm frustrated. Shit is falling off. I can't do it. And that was one of the Our biggest pets. ones. Heads are falling did. off. Yeah. Like how was your Sunday? Or it was Monday. Here was mine. And her head is just like in her hands. And we get more response for that. Like you are so raw. You're so real in a day where 10 years ago when we first started doing this, if she showed emotion, it was Hey, Angel, wipe your tears. Shut the F up. Your life is great because we don't know these kind of struggles. And I am woman, see me roar type stuff. So I don't know if that's the avenue you wanted to there, but I think that it's become easier for little blips of that. And, you know, Erica's a very shy person and she keeps her life to herself. Whereas me, if I have a bad day, like y'all know it because I'm going to put a bunch of angry faces on Facebook. So there is that line there, but you've just got to be genuine. And I think that, that no matter where that falls, that people can tell. One of my favorite things that you post on social media, on your personal social media, is your airplane uh, <laughs> etiquette travel lulls. Because so many times, that's literally the story of my life. Oh, and it's the worst. People don't understand. And it's so funny to read them because <laughs> I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I always, I always preach, if I ever become ruler of the world, which will never happen, you're going to have to take a class in order to get on an airplane. And you have to oh. pass the test. It's got to be like an HOV lane. We need our entire airport to ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. get out of the way. Don't speak. Don't tell me what to do. I got the program. If I mess up, get in my way. No, I don't want to talk to you. No. Just, I just. These are dead headphones in my ear. I just don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't listen to anything. I just, I just have them. Yeah. No, oh, I love sorry. that. I get so frustrated. I was, just, I just was just talking on my Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not you. Yeah. Oh, geez. I think they call this first world problems. Just saying. I mean, hey, problems are always relative. <laughs> We've all got them. Yeah, I was complaining at the lady to get out of the get out of the left lane coming down the highway today. That, there you go. That's first world problems for the Don. one. The one lady that was in your way. The one. You know. The one lady driving the tractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, California. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. out here, two lane road, Indiana. What, what, what you got? I got uh, nothing. You got nothing. All right. Well, my street isn't even two lanes. Oh my god. Next. <laughs> Any, anyway, California broke paying NCAA players. You guys are idiots. Anyway, uh, let's talk about. You still haven't done any research on that. I actually had somebody text me and said they wanted to know what Cam's <laughs> thought process was on that. You, you haven't done anything. I got to know what a football is first. I was going to say, that. this fool has on a football hat and he doesn't even know how to spell football. Yeah, no. we're, yeah we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to get the whole posing program going on here in a minute. <laughs> trust me. For, for, for any of you that you know, want to donate hats to Cameron's hat collection, um, that's, uh, I'll give you a P.O. box. You can send them right on over to you. He's so desperate. He's wearing a Falcons hat. 
Ooh, damn. No kidding. Damn. Yes, yeah, we're actually going we are actually going to lose listeners because they're going to find out that you got a fa- Falcons hat on. People are going to be like, "What? Look, Click hat. turn the channel." My mom and my brother went to Atlanta. They bought me a hat. Worst freaking anyway. Nice looking. Oh, oh God. God. What no. do you want from me? No. Send me a, what do you, what, what, a North Carolina hat? You could probably get me one and give me it this weekend. I'll get you a Steelers hat or a Texans hat, a real team. There we go. That's, That's fine. I'll wear it. I'll wear that. it because I don't know the difference. So it doesn't freaking matter to me. I just <laughs> wear the hat because it fits my head. So I'm a poser. I'll be, I'll be the first one to admit it. I don't know shit about football. That's why I love you. Unbelievable. Nonetheless, moving right along. So Don just can't eat. I, I can't. Oh, my God. You're killing me. All right. So let's let's really. Okay. We've done. At, let's do the education process. We have done the 100 and the 200 level classes. We're getting ready to move on to grad level here. Okay. For our listeners. Let's talk about driver's agreements. Okay. So. Cam and I, we are all, you know, we, we joke about it. It's kind of like our punchline, but, it, you know, it really is. We're out here. We're, we're chasing the dream. We're all chasing the ability, hopefully one day at the end of the rainbow, where we actually get a paycheck to, to go to the racetrack and drive a race car, whether it's circle track, sprint cars, drag racing, monster truck, whatever, motocross. So, so let's talk about driver's agreements because you're around, obviously, through media company, you're around with a lot of different drivers. They all have different requirements, different needs, uh, sponsor different needs, uh, and so forth that need to be fulfilled and executed. What is, what is one of the simplest things that gets forgotten about driver's agreements? Just generalization across the board of what you have. What gets forgotten or taken for um, granted. How about that? I think, I think honestly, what gets taken for granted is is the amount of actual work that these people put into it. That there's there's this belief that the Ericas and the Alexes and the people of this world just kind of go and do their thing for six and a half seconds at a time, like you said earlier, kiss babies and and move along and and collect the check and get all the fame and the fortune. But there is there is only so much that. I call myself a professional middleman and a professional coattail rider. I told Cameron this episode was going to be called. I love it. I told <laughs> you. I, riding 101. I told you. I don't, what was that two weeks ago you made that? I was like, that needs to be a bumper sticker on a t-shirt right now. Right Dude, now. Dude, Ashley Simpson back in the day, Jessica Simpson's little sister, made a song called Living in the Shadow. And I seriously sing that to my sister every single race. I'm like, she says, you did awesome. Living in the shadow. That's me. I'm riding 101. But it's a different view, and I love that. Um, but the thing that gets forgotten is the amount of time that it takes these drivers to do this. You may have a staff. You may have somebody to help you. But at the end of the day, nowadays, especially with social media and being the public being so, I'm throwing air quotes up here, close to the driver and to the personality of them, is that it's constant work for these guys and girl constant work for them and it's not just you know you put this sticker on your car and you go win this race or show up here and sign this autograph and that's the end of the agreement there are things from certain amount of posts with certain characters with certain hashtags that have to go out at certain times to um, walking up into suites and signing these autographs or it may be nothing has to do with the racetrack and there's there's off-site stuff but there's the thing that I think to answer your question that takes for granted is the little 
moving parts of all of this. It is not what it used to be because there's so many ways to see this and promote it. It is not just throw the sticker, race on TV and and make everybody happy and check the numbers. It's just, it's constant. It is not Friday through Monday and it is full representation all of the time. And there's so many little things that can't get caught holding. I was making sure I had the right water, even though it's not video. Um, you know, get caught, get holding those little things. Like Alex just did a thing with Red Bull. We had to strip everything of of all of the gas monkey energy stuff and just little tiny moving parts of every single time you're seen that that relies on on the other end of that contract and what's coming through it. The phone calls, good God, the podcast, the travel here, the the little tiny things here. And you can't just, you know, call my people or call Courtney and this. It's it's them. It's that person. Yeah. So from that standpoint, let's let's take it to the next level then. Let's okay. talk let's talk about how drivers monetize their brand and the steps that people would not think about that their involvement. So for an example, I mean the best the best example I have is when I want to say it was like 2004, 2005. I can't quite remember. Uh, I remember being at a leadership conference with the military and we had people that came in from at that time, uh, Leo Burnett, the marketing agency for the army. And they were talking about how the internet and social media and so forth was moving forward for the next generation. Uh, and it would be all the craze and, and, and so forth. And that URLs and getting these classes about what they stand for. And I remember going out and buying mine. At, you know, buying my name. And I remember in 2007 being contacted by another Don O'Neill that was driving for Clint Boyer. And they wanted to buy all the social media sites that I had my name attached to because they didn't have them. And I was like, sorry, not for sale. And because it's me, it's mine, right? I got it, I got it, I got it first. And so little things of that nature, that's the only experience I have as far as having a per se valued brand uh, in a URL. So from the side that you're dealing with, because obviously you have Alex, you have Erica, you deal with Jeg uh, and, and other professional drivers, not only in pro stock or pro mod and so forth. And they all have different values of their brand. What, where do you see, where could you tell someone? My value, eight bucks. Oh, sorry. I'm not talking about what your value meal at lunch cost, okay? It's, gee whiz. Yeah, my value as a whole, eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll ask your wife. She'll give you, say that you're worth 80. Anyway, um, where, where do you? <laughs> I thought it that, that Falcons hat's not worth eight bucks, nonetheless. So, yeah, where where do you where do you <laughs> think that people should start, Courtney, when it comes to valuing their brand or monetizing their persona or their driver image? I think that, and this varies so much on what you want out of it. When I'm going to start here, when somebody comes up to me and and asks, you know, what I can do for them, what they what my services can be of them, you know, do you want to come cover my car, blah, blah, blah. My first question is, okay, well, what do you want out of it? Because there's so many different, like I've said 10 times on this podcast, there's so many different avenues that you can go on this. You have the Jed Coughlin's of the world and, and my three, my main three are perfect examples of this. You've got the Jed Coughlin's of the world whose main priority obviously is their business. Yes. Jed Coughlin Jr. as the athlete and driver is 
We all know him. He's incredible. He's famous. He is a bad ass, like the baddest asses that ever lived, right? In pro stock. But he doesn't promote himself and he doesn't have the social media presence that Erica has or that Alex has or even that, you know, Leah has. I'm covering her uh, factory stock stuff. There's just, there's a different avenue towards his. And so the way that I handle what I do for him is so very different than what I do for the other people. So I think that that your question would almost land on on what the purpose is. If it's going to be your jegs.com, your jeg at, I always tell them, how you know you're a badass is when your email address is jeg at jegs.com. Like, <laughs> how cool is that? Like, Courtney at Courtney.com, that's just not cool. Like, I'm not jeg cool. So when you're going that route, there's it's it's more professional and it's more, you have people like Woody, Scott Woodruff, he handles the technical PR side of that. And I am a funnel. I'm a funnel that takes racetrack stuff. And he uses that for the big picture of jegs.com. That's that teaches me a lot. And that's like the college side of what I did and where I get my rocks off there. Um, so if you're going that route, I think that that's just completely based on whatever your business is. And, and that's a lot more boring to talk about. So I'm going to go the other way when it comes to, again, I hate to make this the Alex show cause he loves himself enough and I hate to do that, but he is a prime example of somebody who literally wanted to race. When I met Alex he came to our shop in Elite Motorsports and got my autograph. Okay, I don't race anymore. <laughs> got my autograph. He sent it to, a picture to me the other day. This kid whose Instagram name was Fuel Potential. Okay, all he had was a dream on this. And he has done absolutely nothing but throw himself into the public. So to long-winded answer your question, if you're going that route, you have to be seen, right? The first value that you're going to bring to somebody is that you've got eyeballs on you. So goes back to what I told you guys at the beginning, being yourself and creating this avenue for you to promote your passion through being yourself is, I think, how these branded athletes are being born as opposed to a team sponsored situation. He's not he doesn't have the kind of situation where, you know, he'll fall under a Don Schumacher umbrella and get one of the Schumacher battery sponsorships. I know that's not how it is anymore, but that's used to be how it, how it was, you know, and you were the next driver in line on their developmental program and what have you. He has created a space where he has made himself seen doing stupid shit from the other day, lighting his grass on fire while driving a dirt bike, riding a dirt bike to, you know, putting time-lapse videos of him working on his computer all day on his sponsorship proposals and things of that sort. And I think that just throwing yourself out there, he's got a lot of hate from it. People call him, you know, entitled little rich kid, you're a little douche, you're just playing on your your ranch and blah, blah, blah. But the backside of that is what people have missed. And going back to your other question too, is all of the stuff that he's done, this may work like look like play, but at the end of the day, he's using fun stuff to put himself out there to become this different type of new age drag racer that makes people go, is that kid in the backwards? Really? He's doing that? And he's created this bubble of money that they're paying him and he gets to choose where he goes and spends that and buys his spot in a situation. So that's just in the last five years, I think that that has been this new eruption. And the reason I said my three fall in the middle is Erica kind of was on the cusp of both of those ways. You know, she was a, a sponsored, a corporate sponsored driver who had to go drink milk at gas stations for slammers and now is kind of rebranding herself into this person. Yeah. Talk about drinking a milk when it's hundred degrees outside after your race. <laughs> we used to fill those with water, <laughs> but I mean, there's been a transition 
that I've gotten to watch and learn from for her, from her. And that helps me kind of keep the balance of when I'm working with teams like Coletta, we do some stuff for them and, or Jags and scrappers and whatnot and, and be able to have that balance. But, but the Alex Laughlin type of stuff, I think that's what's coming. Like what y'all are doing, you're putting yourself out there with this podcast. You've got to find a way to be louder, not as a bad thing than the rest of the people in your same pool. And that's just putting yourself out there. I would totally agree with that because you cannot, um, you cannot do the same. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and same over again. Same thing, expecting you know, different results. And that's the one thing when it comes, you know, in, in, I'm not a professional driver like Cam. I don't have a pro card or a screen actor oh, guild card bro. or whatever they call it. Sag, I don't want a card. Sag, doesn't mean I get paid. Sag or whatever they call it. I use another term, but I, I like us not having our explicit. Um, make it till you make it, yo. It, oh, I cast. Yeah, it's okay. You did. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we won't. No, yeah, it happens. It, you know. <laughs> we won't lose it for that. Um, but you, you know, we because I'll tell you. I mean, when Cam called. You know, we're getting ready to come up on a year, and he's like, "Hey, I want you to do a podcast with me." And I'm like, "You're freaking high! I'm not doing this." You know, but at the same time, yeah, you have to do something different, and you have to get out on the, you know, the edge, if you will, and put yourself out there. Whether you whether you're the idiot on the corner in Times Square with the megaphone, or the sign over your over your chest that says, "You know, the world's ending, God's on his way." You know, whatever it is that you're gonna to do. Yeah, you know, you're doing people's people are paying attention and you grasp their attention and whether or not they become more you become more relatable or just more interesting or I, my favorite word is always humanized. You you become yeah. more humanized with with everyone and uh I don't uh I I guess I look at it different. So if you're the person that, you know, you're the racer that's out there and you're thinking, you know, one day, one day, one day, well, make it today and and do something. And Alex does. He does a lot of stuff on on social media. And, and of course, he's, you know, he did the whole street outlaw thing, which brought him a lot of feedback. (laughs) Yeah, got a lot of got a lot of impressions from that and a lot of hate and a lot of followers and. You know, but those haters, it. they comment, man. They comment, they follow, they like, and that's that's part of his and he plays into it. But part of part of what I pitch when I go to these these bigger teams and what I'm doing with Wes now is um, these videos. You know, when when NHRA and Fox decided to cut the pro stock program and separate it and all of that nonsense, we seriously got into a position where we didn't really know what we were gonna tell our sponsors because things had already been settled, you know, and you have the demographics, you have the numbers, you have these, these promises and that you're supposed to deliver on, right? And then everything changes. So how, how this little avenue of my media business came about was we had to figure out a way to be seen without the NHRA and without Fox and without winning even, right? We sucked ass when we started doing these. We couldn't win a race. I mean, shoot, we've only won one in three years, right? So we had to create a way... <laughs> Heller. Yes, we had to create a way to be seen and our spot. It's, it's become more valuable. And so that's my pitch that I go to is like you. I mean, you were racers, right? You come out here to win races. Your sponsors are happy when you win races. But realistically, you're going to lose way more than you win, especially drag racers. We don't go get one shot and you either win or lose. You've got to win four times to win once. Right. So you've we've created this avenue for people to be seen and it's just taken off. We were lucky enough for NHRA to be behind the ball on this and the media room to be a little bit older 
And we kind of even got a little hell going in there. I was told by a mentor of mine that what I did wasn't real. And now I have five of his clients. So, you know, yeah. there's that. But it's it's been a really, we've just kind of been learning as we go. I didn't go to school for this. You know what I mean? You just you just learn and watch what fails and watch what works. Uh, I would I would agree. You and I have had numerous conversations about the, the video content of it being rough, rough and abrash and get it down and dirty and get it posted and get it shared. And yes, I love that. And need to be clean. Yes. Let it, let it be. Um, I don't know if I know, what was it back, uh, beginning of the year, one of the things content wise motorsports that kind of captured my eye and I, and I watched and waited for them patiently to come out was when they did, uh, when AOL or not AOL, Facebook did the deal with, uh, Bubba Wallace, leading up to Daytona and they had like eight different episodes and and so forth and it was it really was just him with an iPhone and a camera and a lot not much professional footage if if any if you will small small very small but it had a huge following uh because it was Mm -hmm. a raw content type deal I I I just believe that people like those and it's captive to them and i once again i believe it makes it more humanized because we all have a telephone or an iphone or whatever the case may be and we all can have a a stick to put it on and go around and do your own instagram tv or whatever the case may be and create your own content and i think that 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 that's something that's something that nhra could learn from nascar and how they run their deal as well as i think kim you were talking about the supercross guys that they do that over there much better, uh, I guess. Basically, kind of same line as the NASCAR guys. Oh, 100 percent. They they do a ton of it. They do like I was actually watching on you. Like I don't have cable because I'm a cheap ass, so I watch a lot of YouTube. And <laughs> hey, I got that Apple ID if you want it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, like I watch a lot of these these Supercross riders, like their vlogs and stuff. Like it 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 interests me. Right. So and those um, are even becoming requirements of of some of these deals that they're putting together is um, mm -hmm. um, one actually that we were just putting together right now came from an Instagram story that was just funny. Right. Alex did that bird scooter story. I don't know if you all saw that on the way to Indy. This idiot drove a bird scooter from the um, wherever we were at the Conrad downtown to the racetrack, 17 miles Something came of that Instagram story, like just him being a dumbass, right? Going on here. That's what I mean of just putting yourself out there and, and being, I mean, he had to kick push that thing for four miles and it was, he had a horrible time. It was awful. It really was. He got to the track. He's like, that was horrible. <laughs> but it, I mean, just little stuff like that, but yeah, you just create a space for yourself to be seen. It's crazy. All right. So let's, let's talking about being crazy. Let's get out of crystal ball. Fortune tell, Las Vegas odds, whatever we want to call it. Who is the next big female in motorsports? Man. Why has it got to be female? Because she's a female, and I'm asking so? her female motorsports opinion. Why don't you sit over there with that dirty bird hat and drink another beer and be quiet? <laughs> Perf- Professor shut up a lot. <laughs> Dude, this Donna's hating today. I, I can't. Like it. I cannot believe you know I am a Carolina Panthers fan, and you have sat here and wore that 
freaking dirty bird hat. I know you're a Carolina Care Bear fan. But, but Don, you know he what? doesn't even know football enough to know that that would piss you off. That's, that's the whole thing. I know. That's I what's nothing. really I'm gonna upsetting. Wear the sh- hey, I'm going to wear the shit out of this hat this weekend. So there. <laughs> uh, you, hey, you get your <laughs> mullet-wearing ass beat in Z-Max. I'm going to wear this hat. With that Atlanta. out my mullet because I'm not going to get a haircut before I go. So I'm going to gel that bitch out, and I'm going to wear this hat. I'm offended by your southern talk. Oh my god! Oh my god! Next, uh, big maybe I'll female. maybe I'll vlog the whole thing. Oh, hey! hey. Maybe I'll get you a sponsor from some scissor company or some hair gel company. <laughs> Freaking Sanu! It's good. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the only thing I know. That's my mom's favorite guy. Uh, um, maybe he'll sponsor me. Junior, Junior Sanu. That's yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get a ski mask and I'm gonna jump out from behind a holler and beat your ass. <laughs> You're gonna get a sponsor off that. It's gonna be called Band Aid. <laughs> hey, if that's what it takes, sign me up. Freaking Johnson and Johnson, your mother. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. That's fine. I got Jets helmet right now. You've always said that. You've always said you would do literally whatever and be whoever. Oh. <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember one time in tech, actually in San Antonio at an army conference, and a sergeant major asked me because we had just had that you know changed over to the army one brand line, and he's like, O'Neill, give me a company that you wouldn't let be on the side of your race car. And I said, Sergeant Major, if Tampax tampons called up, I'd have the fastest Kotex in the South. Yep, <laughs> you got to. Whatever. Speaking of. Yep. New best, the how do we go from Kotex? How do we go to Kotex to talking about female racer? But anyway, uh, moving right along. Yep. Give you me. You know, one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer you without answering you. Oh, she's not gonna make it through the last two questions on the show. I well, I'm a little bit weird about this because I am all about women coming into a man's world, doing their thing. What I am not about is making it uh, making it where it's above or making it a whole thing. My sister always says whenever they ask her, you know, how does it feel to be the woman, blah, blah, blah. She says, well, I don't know because that's just what it is. And it's it just she doesn't want to be ahead of it. Sometimes, Cameron, you know, I don't do this professionally and I get distracted. We've got a little video here and Cameron's making notes. I can tell you who it's not going to be. And we've touched on that on this podcast in the beginning of the podcast, but I'm going to answer that. An- I'm not even a girl sponsor. What? Um, ah, this is so bad, but let me just tell you that I know Karen Stouffer is not new, but Karen Stouffer has not been doing much on the wind department the last few years, the last decade or so. And when she got that medal put around her neck, they've been on the cusp. That team has been crushing it and they've been on the cusp. Oh, see, Don, I can't answer this. The Salinas girl, she's a part of that team. So I guess if you're going to wrap this into there, but I just think that Karen Stouffer is about to, and this is only on my gut. I don't know anything about pro stock motorcycle teams, performance, anything. I think that she's about to make a 2.0 that will surprise people. But when it comes to new females coming up, I think that that just takes so much grit and so much time to prove that I don't really see anything, but I'm blinded by the Erica Enders situation coming in hot so we like to be kind of the only <laughs> okay not really what i thought you were going to answer with but okay what do you I, think i was going to answer <clears throat> i really thought you were going to come up with somebody out of the alcohol ranks 
Well, okay, and I almost, I almost cliched it and said Megan Meyer. She doesn't want to there. drive top fuel. Yeah, I know she's there. She's where she wants to be, and and it seems to be that that's where she's going to hang. But if I didn't know that, it would be her hands down, no question. I think she has the passion. I think she has what it takes to. I've seen her just. She stays in her own little bubble. She doesn't let a lot of the people talking and the noise get in the way. And I don't know if that's more difficult for a female than a male, but it seems to be because the females get it more and then they kind of give up. But I can tell you this, there are, there are ways to go about it. And a lot of the girls out there right now are going about it. And what I think is the wrong way. And that's why I don't have a full blown answer for you. I see girls that want to race. I don't see racers that are uh, girls. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like those are there and established and maybe there are some and they're coming, but it takes a minute. Takes a minute to not wave yourself out of that first little fun. Oh, I'm a girl and I'm a race car driver, and this is cool attention to like, holy shit, this is my life and grit and blood, sweat, and tears. Well, that's the thing. Like that, people like Erica is like one of the first ones, right? And she, I mean, there's so much crap that like, you know, I mean, even that I've heard that a lot of people probably will never hear, and it's like, and I've only heard probably the cliff notes version of it and you're just like holy crap like oh yeah like at the finish line her her first year i I don't think it's a secret but i'll let her tell y'all which one you'd know who he was if i told you his initials said to her face this is not the place for you little girl you need to go back this will never be the place for you that sounds like now uh, i sound like something wj would say well you know if it sounds like a duck and walks like a duck (laughs) because <laughs> little little is was used to always be an adjective a, a word that he would use to of describe. the elderly yeah he would use yeah. it a lot because he used uh, who was who was that he used that with when he talked about the little punk that was was that daryl alderman was that alderman jeffrey on jeffrey on most of his interviews when uh when he when they his best sound bites, the word "little" was always part of a quote fro- process. So that just sounded like something WJ would say. She uh, may or may not have been called a little girl, but that's the kind of sh- that's the kind of stuff that's made her and the ones who have survived as good as they are. So once you get past that crap hole, you're pretty much set. <laughs> well, I I mean I don't think that I don't think that happens as much anymore though. Yeah. I really don't. You either you either have what it takes or you don't, and and I think you either put the work in or you don't. It, it, you either yeah. you either want it to happen or you don't. You've got to have will. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can have desire and motivation, but you've got to have some damn will inside of you to to will yourself into certain situations or will yourself through negative negative outcomes or negative people or or negative circumstances you've got to have will you got to have some will and you know what it won't hurt if you've got a truckload of faith with you as well yeah yeah it's hard out there (laughs) all right well we are going to wrap up here as we're closing in on the witching hour every guest has to go out with our two favorite questions uh cam you're going to ask your one before i get to my two Cam always forgets that the title of the show is Racers and Rental Cars, so he always yeah, forgets to ask about a, ra- a rental car exploit. He likes to yeah, hear your rental- favorite rental car destruction exploit oh, moment. I think man. it's I think it's Pomona last year when they had the minivan doing the burnout beside the trailer with Matusik. 
Wasn't that Matusik that was in the minivan? Did you guys do? Angie and I saw you guys at uh, what's that restaurant. I could do a whole company. show on this. The mining company. And weren't you guys doing a huge burnout down the hill? There's a huge hill. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, Jake Harrison is the common denominator here. And I, I know that Erica, there's a lot of these. And before Erica came on your show, we talked about which stories she was going to tell y'all. But <laughs> there are there are some from cases of Tito's being just shattered in the back because we took a turn too hard to she told us somebody in the backseat. Yeah, throwing it in park and literally the transmission falling out. And she bailed at the stoplight. And that one's well known. But I have an old school one. Cam, you'll appreciate this. This was with Munson, Ryan Simonton, good old Munson from Texas. Everybody who knows Munson can already tell where this is going to go. Um, we were going to Ron Irks's. This is back in the day. This like, is, you said Ron Irks. This is way back in the day. Way back. Ron Irks um, had a New Year's Eve party. And I was with Sean Langdon at the time. And so me and Sean, Jenny and Dave Connolly and Munson and his bit, bunch of us, Eddie Fishley, you know, it's oh a mess God, when Eddie gets Eddie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Fishel. So there's a couple that, that I have with Eddie, too. But this one's my favorite. So we finally get this this truck. We have all been drinking on the plane rides there, decided to meet there. It's like 930 at night. And we get in the car. It was a whole thing. Munson makes it a whole thing, and he decides to go out the exit, which seems common, right? Except for he had all intention of popping all the tires. So not only did we go out the exit, blew, we were in a van, blew through the arm coming down, popped most of the tires, didn't feel he did a good enough job, threw that bitch in reverse, ran through the tent or ran through the gate again, ran back over him, and we went about a mile and a half down the road. Didn't want to just stop and bring it back. Wanted to see how far we could go on the rims. This was my first horrible experience. This is Munson, just because. He wanted wow. to be able to manipulate the guys into, well, it kind of started off as an accident, and I think he pulled down the wrong way, and when he commits to something, he commits to something. So we rolled, and the whole thing became a bet. It was like a couple hundred dollar bet on if we were going to be able to return the rental car and tell him that we just had flats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got four flats. Just a shit deal on a van. Got four flats. Got a new van. Wouldn't you believe it? Wouldn't you Guy believe it? Somehow, once then, it right was unbelievable. And it sounds excessive and ridiculous, but it was absolutely hysterical. And my name was on nothing, so I was enjoying it. <laughs> but the, the old Munson story. But yeah, if you want to come see some good rental car stories, you just hang out with uh, usually the white van over at the Elite Pit because Jake will destroy every single one we have. <laughs> yeah, Erica and Richard were telling me something. I think it was at Virginia. You guys, somebody did something to a van. Like, on the first night they were there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it literally fell out of the bottom of the van. Yeah. We had to call. And our pilot, Brett, our, his name is on all of our stuff. Yes. And so then it becomes this thing where he has a serious issue. He has a, he has a record with National. <laughs> That's bad when, you, it's bad when your driver's license... <laughs> your driver's license has been flagged at National. Yeah, our pilot can't drive the rental car. How's that for safety? Yeah. So yeah, there's the rental car stories. <laughs> there's many more where that came from. Oh my god. Yeah, I want to. I want to know what the the insurance policy liability is. Elite. What the expenses? What the line expenses each year for in, uh, insurance? Rental car insurance. Uh, worth it is what it is. It, worth it. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Ninety nine. All right. Last two questions, and we're gonna wrap it up. All right, All right, you get to send one Christmas card 
the one person in motorsports. Who is it? <sighs> told you she wouldn't, be able to, or she wouldn't be able to get to the last two. Y'all told gotta, her. Y'all got to preempt a girl for this kind of stuff. That's why we don't tell you because we need the off-the-cuff answers. You know, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's so true. My girl crush and my like drag racing idol right now is Randy Lynn Shipp. For many, many reasons. I think she's, I think she's bad. And I hate this because she's one of my good friends. And like, why would I send a Christmas card? But if it wasn't going to be motorsports, that answer is always Reba McIntyre. So I had to figure out the Reba of drag racing, right? <laughs> I just think Randy Lynn, she wears, she wears so many hats and she does such a good job. And, and she's just a badass. And she's been able to live out the nonsense of even longer careers than we have, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> As children. Absolutely. Yeah, she Randy's got a huge heart. Daryl Gwynn also. I love me some Daryl Quinn. Uh, if you're if you're a true historian of the sport of drag racing, how can you not like Daryl Gwynn? And if heaven accepts postcards, we'll go Glidden. We'll go who? Glidden. Oh, hardest working man in, in pro see? stock. See? All right. Yeah, I gave you more. Yeah, there you go. So now we'll see how long it takes her to get this one. You got to send one WTF card to one person in motorsports. Who is it going to? <laughs> I can't answer that. Oh yeah, I can't answer my real answer. You I know got, he listens to this, so I can't. You gotta send. Um, you gotta send one card. WTF. A WTF card. Almost does this count? I'm gonna send it to Tanner Gray, and it's not for the reasons that you would expect. WTF? Did you get out for? He needs to come back. <laughs> the class needs him. WTF. He still loves it. He's still, I think that, I think the class needs its villain. I can't say my real answer though. Gosh. I heard it. he was, somebody said, I heard somewhere that he was talking I about I feel like that. that was just such an unfulfilled. He was finally becoming his own person and not throwing helmets and such. And I think WTF, you prematurely got out, man. Well, I wasn't expecting that one to come from you, but okay. Now um, the personal Stuff, like I said. Oh no, I said I, I said it had to be in motorsports. Okay, there you go. Then, then yeah. No. Now later tonight, I'm gonna think of a better answer. To that and I'm gonna be pissed, and I'm gonna text both y'all. What do you rem- <laughs> do? You, do you remember who your sister said? No. You remember Cam? I don't. I'm trying to. Dude, I can't. Uh, we've we've talked what about this. I can't remember say? if I washed my hair. She said McGahey. That's right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It, look, and you wow. go back. You go back and listen to the audio. There, li- there literally was no pause. There was no oxygen that left the room. It was nothing. It came out very quickly. Very. Can I send, can I send a WTF card to another human in that pit? <laughs> Who would it be? <laughs> oh, j- just women argue with women. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Women find women. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> She's right though. That is a no, but. N- um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get go in with... trouble with this episode. Listen, Cameron, you called me. Hey, look, Dude. I, I got to, there's um, no love lost between those two. This, these are no secrets. All right. So See, mine is positive. Tanner gray, the sport yeah, needs you. Cool. I'm going to get hate for that for sure, but I think they need it. Uh, I don't, I don't think he, I don't I know. He's good for I don't know. T- you know, as we're going to, we're going to wrap up. Cause that's actually on my, my list over here of topics, but as Cam and I close out, but I don't know. Th- that's one thing that's like a, on my little sheet here, if you will, of shows to like wrap up where when you get to the end of the year to look back and say, okay, Tanner Gray, 
because he did leave the sport and he was a champion, you know, what, what did you benefit? What were, you know, kind of, you know, what did you gain from going to do what you did that you wouldn't have gained or you would have lost if you would have stayed? Uh, you know, I, I guess in a way, my own little world, I'd look at it as, you know, what did I gain and what did I lose this year by leaving a top 10 nitrous car and going to a completely different program to suck ass, you know, and Tanner Gray left NHRA pro stock to go to, you know, NASCAR and the K and N series and so forth. And does he feel like it was a benefit? I mean, can he honestly have the, the return that, that he would have had if he would have came back and run NHRA pro stock. So it's, it's on my list. He's on my list. Cause he's one of, I mean, he really is. He's one of the very few that have left our sport and went to another form of motorsports, um, and he left when he was on top, you know, so. Yeah, and he he actually had his first crash the other day. Did y'all see that? Yeah. I mean, he's doing really, really well, but I think he was just wanted to prove to his family and all that, but as the me who knows him, I'd like to think he misses it, because you go from a small pond to a big pond. That's a different deal. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Courtney, Cam, you got anything yeah. for Courtney? No, thanks for coming on after 4,700 episodes. We appreciate that for you taking the time out of your busy schedule. It's not schedule. like I've moved cross-country or been racing or have three businesses or anything, but i always got time for you, babe. That's just paperwork. It is. It's yeah, a, you want to come do that paperwork, it's, though? It's all yeah. paperwork. It's <laughs> all paperwork. Well, Courtney, for your party shot, how do people get in touch with you? Where, where do they go to follow you? If they want to reach out and, and uh, acquire the the support and services of Courtney Enders. You can, um, you can hit me on the old book. I've got a, a page and a personal one. They're both Courtney Enders. I'm not difficult to find. I don't have one of those middle name profiles. Um, but the, the IG, the old grams <laughs> where I roll, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, it is C E underscore M E underscore D I A like C E media. But as my good friend, Brooklyn, shout out Brooklyn, Rue Cottingham, See me do it all because CE Media was taken. So we had to find a double meaning. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I like it. Yep. Or Courtney Anders at Gmail. I'm easy. All right. Well, Courtney, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know, like Cam, I will look forward to seeing you in three short days uh, yes. at the big Z Max dragway for the NTP. We pity the, all the hate mail you get for the eight people that listen oh, to this. Oh, man. It yeah, comes out on Saturday. Yep. Hate mail. Racers on Erica's page. Yeah. Coattail riding 102. Ooh. Share on your sister's page your uh, own accolades. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Uh, there's, your, there's your next one for sure yeah uh, exactly well thanks uh, for having me guys y'all are fun all right thanks for being on courtney we'll see you soon get ready Catch all right you later. later bye well cam there is nothing better than having somebody like courtney who is obviously she started on the outside if you will you know she started with a helmet and now she's moved to a camera a laptop and and doing what it is that we talk about on a weekly basis in some way, shape, or form for all of our listeners that are just trying to make to the next level or just trying to gain one more ounce uh, or pound or shred of credibility or validity uh, in their pursuit of motorsports happiness, if you will, chasing the dream. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Courtney, you got to go way back we've been good friends for a long time and it was it was cool to actually get her on here and she's super knowledgeable about a lot of this stuff and that's one of the main reasons why we wanted to have her on because you know she had some 
some really good insights as to you know what you listeners you know should maybe do um, to kind of help progress your guys's careers and your self promotions and you know all that stuff. I mean that's at the end of the day. I mean yeah, all the nonsense, all the crap talk that we that we spit in the show, helping grow our brands. Um, but it's also we try to educate as much as we can and try to uh, you know help everybody else out there along the way. So. But with that, you know, again, thanks to her for coming on. We'll see who else we can we can conjure up here. You know, see if it takes another eighty-seven episodes to you know to get somebody of her caliber back on the show. Um, but if you guys choose to continue to listen <laughs> for the next eighty-seven episodes to uh, see who that may be, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you to Voice America for uh, helping produce this. Our producers, uh, Brian and JT, in the background, uh, Streetway Marketing and Media, and who else am I missing? Stupid fast racing. Oh yeah, hey, we. How about how about your boy Todd? PDS baby. Yeah, that's right. Performance data systems for all of your data needs. And uh, yeah, um, Don, I will see you. I don't know, a couple hours. <laughs> no kidding. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Weather's going to be beautiful in Charlotte this weekend. Hopefully, everybody will stop by Stupid Fast and pick up our racers and rental cars apparel. That's right. And, and, and if not, if you can't make it to the track, racersrentalcars.com, get yourself some swag, uh, represent, and we'll see you at a track near you. That's it, brother. I'm out. Later. See ya.